All right, let's do this. It's another episode of America's Hometown Horror, and guess who's back, Andrew? Guess who's back? It's your favorite sponsor, your favorite toothbrush. Why don't you tell the audience who that is? It's got to be the Bruce. It's got to be the Bruce, baby, because it is. And Bruce, in case you haven't heard, is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the Bruce redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you just leave the dentist a fresh whole mouth clean every single day Brilliant. our listeners go ahead go ahead what are you doing what, what's oh, up no, oh, okay our on. listeners that would be the listeners of america's hometown horror brew, by the way. Brew. <laughs> get 15 percent off their total purchase with code pod 15 that's pod 15 follow brew. that link in our show notes and enter the code POD15, again, P-O-D-1-5, to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your brew, oral care routine. I love it. Wow. What a great, what a great, great, great endorsement for Bruce. Awesome job. And away we go. If anybody needs Bruce, it's fucking Jaws. Just saying. What is up, folks? What's going on? And welcome into another episode of America's Hometown Horror. My name is Mike, and thanks for and thanks again for tuning in to another episode of our show. Happy to be here. Happy to be heard. And as always, I'm not doing this alone. I am joined by my fellow co-hosts, Andrew. Hello. Brew, brew. Hello. What up? Hello. And Catherine. What's up? Not much. What's up with you? What's up with you? Get out. Seinfeld Get references. Oh. Yeah, I Seinfeld. was like, what? We said, you should have knocked her off her chair. I did the, uh, uh, no, I know, I would never do that. Probably I did, I did the, I did yeah. the, I did the, yeah, yeah, yeah that would be bad. That would not be good. <laughs> I gave the Uncle Leo hollow to you, and then also the Get out for a lane for gotcha, you. Gotcha, yes. gotcha, gotcha. So what's up, guys? What's going on? How much? Talk How much? to me. Andrew, what's the dilly? See, now all I can think about is Uncle Leo when he's... With the eyebrows? In prison when he gets after he gets yeah. arrested yeah. for shoplifting from... Hello, Jerry. Hello, and he's got it on yep. his knuckles. Clearly, a, a, a yeah. scene ripped from uh, Scorsese's remake of uh, Cape Fear with De Niro. Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Which is actually a really good movie. Underrated, like. even yeah. though it's got Wahlberg in it. No, you're thinking of Fear. Oh, that movie sucks. Cape, Cape Fear is the one with uh, Nick Nolte and De Niro. It's a Scorsese movie where De Niro is. Uh, it's a remake, and De Niro's Who's like the in, villain. Isn't De Niro in Fear too? No, it's. Oh, uh, I'm thinking of a different movie. You think that's a movie with Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon? I forget who the dad who's the is. The dad? In that. Um, I don't know. Somebody should. Look I it thought up. it was Robert De Niro. All right, I'm probably wrong. Maybe Gary Busey, Nick Nolte. I feel like it's one of those two. Well, Nolte is the uh, Nolte is the. Dad the this seems in... like a time for Nolte. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So the movie's called Fear. Uh, Cape Fear. No, the one, th- the one that I'm mistaken. The Wahlberg movie's called Fear. And we're trying to figure out who the dad is. Yes, you're trying to figure that out. Yes, absolutely. Yes. As Otis I am uh, continues to, to lick my foot incessantly while we're here in the podcast studio. <laughs> Not distracting at all, but anyway. Hey, follow Otis at the Spooky Hound Dog. He uh, posts from time to time, gives his dog horror, mo- horror movie reviews, oh. I should say. William Peterson. Oh, from oh. Uh, CSI. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, okay. Alyssa Milano's in that, too. Is she really? I don't remember yeah. in that. Hmm, interesting. Very interesting. But, uh, yeah, so I guess before we kind of kick 
things off tonight and talk about the things that we usually talk about. Kat, I wanted to showcase your talents tonight, and I wanted to talk to you about something okay. that you did that we have kind of talked about at the end of episodes since it has been launched. Okay. So I want to ask you, and I want you to talk about our website, because I feel like it hasn't been given the proper attention that it deserves, given all the hard work that you've put into it. We have a website now. Kat, you designed it. Talk about it. Um, so on our website, you can find a little bit about the show. We don't have too much about each other yet, besides our, Andrew like, has advocated titles. that he needs a new picture, by the way. Yes. We'll get him a new one. Yes, we'll get him I'm a new I'm way picture. better looking than I look in the I picture. like that I look picture. like an old fucking loser. I feel like I can't even read I feel like or it's do anything. very you. You look like you're, ve- you're <laughs> contemplating I look like everything. I'm, I look like I'm educated, but yes. I'm not educated. I think it's amazing. <laughs> I think I we even get a picture, picture of me where one eye is looking at the ceiling fan while the other eye is looking at your shoe. It's amazing. Like, fucking whole other level like let's be real i'm not that educated i'm pretty dumb I, well i think certain, I people, just cer- blind. certain people no, certain people no, no, no. including myself might argue otherwise because i think you are educated and you don't give you don't give yourself enough, enough credit. credit i agree yes you can have a better picture on the I website may be educated, but, but do i act educated negative mm, so hence yeah I'm deba- actually yeah debatable debatable but yeah, so uh, aside from Andrew's picture that he doesn't like on the website, what Correct. else can you find on there? Um, you can find our podcast and you can listen to it mm-hmm. live um, on the podcast page. Yep. Um, there's a contact us page, so you can fill out a form if you wanted to ask us any you ever questions want to email or us. Um, there's our emails on there, our mm-hmm. social media tags. There's actually a social media page. I saw that as well. And it shows all of our recent like social can media Can I just posts. say one thing real quick? Sure. The next person that emails, I will personally give you $10. You don't get a koozie. Wow. You will just get ten dollars with our logo Maybe on the back. Ten dollars and a sticker. How about that? Because we have plenty of with stickers. With our logo on it though. You're not gonna spend How right. Well, I wasn't gonna give them meant to be spent. I wasn't gonna give them an Andrew sticker. It was a it was a, a sticker for And I was show. gonna probably give you ten dollars oh, in like, a bag of pennies. I thought you were gonna put our logo on a ten dollar bill. I no, was like, How are you gonna do yeah. that? <laughs> no, no, no. Just take make a stamp on the back. Just make a okay. stamp. All right. Okay. Yeah, Fair enough. that's easy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but we don't accept we don't accept Money with the president's, yeah, L- with lips on the president. Lips on the president. Yeah, there you go. I know you're putting out there. Where I was going. Gotcha. But uh, I think the website's awesome. Cat did a fantastic job on it, and I think it looks Thanks. really good. Yeah, and there will be a blog eventually. Um, we're just yeah, working we've, on it. We've teased that we... the last couple of episodes. That's something that I do want to relaunch. That's gonna you know, happen for the rest of the year point. once we get out of our busy season over the next month or so. Because yeah. you know, I guess. You know, we we've talked we talk about our personal lives occasionally on this, but the next month is going to be crazy time for pretty much the three of us. So, uh, you know, Bear it's going to be tough. Bear <laughs> with us. Bear with us. We might have some uh, different drop episode drop days, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll be here for you if you're uh, listening to our show. And again, we certainly appreciate the listenership. But uh, yeah, the website's awesome. Go check it out. Ahhpod.com. Ahpod.com. Just like some of our social media handles. Check it out. Subscribe to the feed. Do whatever you do. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Check it out. Thanks. Anyone watch anything cool over the last week since we recorded? The last topic we talked about was The Conjuring. I know we watched we watched a lot of Conjuring movies last week. I honestly don't know if I've even had a second to, like, watch anything horror-related over the last week. What about you guys? Either, yeah, honest. it's been a little yeah. tough. Been, been, been pretty busy. I've <laughs> said it once. Yep. And I'll say it twice. Yep. And I will probably say it a third time. Mm-hmm. 
and a fourth and a fifth. I've literally only been watching Seinfeld because it's leaving Hulu, and who knows when it's going to be available on Netflix. So I am trying to get as much Seinfeld because I need Seinfeld every day. You can just get it on. Oh, do you have cable? You need you need to feed your Seinfeld addiction. I stream. I need. I don't have TBS, and I don't appreciate commercials for sitcoms. I understand. The show's long enough. I don't need that. I think the only thing that we've actually had time to watch over the last couple of days is Top Chef. Yeah. Which, you know, Top oh, Chef is Top a, Chef is awesome. I love so I love Top Chef, but it's a you know mindless Bravo TV. I love Guys Grocery Games. Oh, uh, awesome. see, I, I'm a big diners, drive-ins, and dives guy. I don't really watch Guys Grocery Games. Triple G. I, I like, like it just as triple, much as um, D. um. What's the one with that guy with the glasses? It's a food. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, On, um, Alton Brown. Not Alton Brown. The other nerd. All the grounds awesome, but it's like a competition where they have to just cook random food. Um, MasterChef. No. Chopped? Oh, chopped. with Ted Allen. Chopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love yeah, Chopped. Yeah. Love I love Chopped. Yeah, yeah. Chopped is so good. The guy from Queer Eye. I've played yeah. Chopped at my house before. It's oh, a very absolutely. fun game. We absolutely. Should, we should have If a you fail to win this round, fun. you will really be fun. chopped. Mike will pick what's in the cupboard, and we cook And her. then we each cook it. I mean, if we, uh, we, I feel like to properly do a Chopped episode amongst the three of us, we would have to have our own stovetop set. That's a good point. That I mean, would be a, a tough point. thing to do. Yeah. That's where I learned cornflakes breading. Right. Because I had nothing, and I was like, cornflakes. So now I will bread everything in any cereal possible. Yeah. The only scenario where I could envision we could potentially do it would be if there were two of us in our kitchen, because there's two big burners in the kitchen, and somebody else, I guess we could all use the grill, Somebody would have to have exclusive access to the burner on the side of the grill outside, and then we could also grill some stuff. Uh, oh, I that would be—it it would be seems very like tough. There's a lot seems like we'd probably just drink too much and burn the house just, down. Yeah. I, and yeah, I'm trying to text this, but I have a great idea. Okay, fried avocado. Oh my god! <laughs> in a chocolate flake, chocolate flake, chocolate Jonathan flakes. Okay. Not this time. Mm-hmm. Chocolate flake crusted avocado topped mm. with mascarpone cheese. Drizzle of honey and a shaving of dark chocolate would probably be borderline. Maybe some salted caramel drizzled wow. over it. Okay, like a dessert because I mean, avocado it like should a, be able to it, it take on like both rows. Why? Why isn't avocado used as a dessert? Because it's creamy, it's hmm. moist. You could make a cake instead of using bananas in your stupid cakes. Use an avocado. Probably would be a little denser. I think mm. do probably that. we'd be better as a brownie. No, I see all these right. recipes for banana things, and guess what? Bananas banana are fucking muffins. disgusting. No, Ugh, Just disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> you know what's disgusting? Bananas. bananas. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm ranting long enough. Oh I apologize. Hey, do you guys want to see? Hey, do, you, do you listeners out there, you want to see a food cook off between the three of us? Let us know on social media. Comment on our photos. Tweet at us. Email us. Whatever the fuck you want. And if you make sure, let us. No. Yes. Absolutely. Want to talk some news? Can we talk about uh, tonight's movie, which I think we're all excited to talk about. As yeah, as definitely. Let's go. News, news, news. So news, we uh, news. we we talked about this uh, a couple weeks back or a couple months ago, I think. Um, Kat, you and I are huge fans of the What We Do in the Shadows TV series, right? Yes. It's like so the eighth time you guys have talked. We about mentioned it. that there is a spinoff of that show coming uh, called <laughs> Wellington Paranormal, and it's actually finally coming out next month. As Otis is, Otis is borderline having sex with my foot right now. Dude, <laughs> how much salt's on your leg? I don't Did you take no a idea. shower, bro. No, no, no. I mean, uh, not tonight. Um, so yeah, the the What We Do in the Shadows re. Uh, the What We Do in the Shadows spinoff series called Wellington Paranormal comes out on the CW next month on TV. 
So uh, basically, it's going to be the police force that was in the original What We Do in the Shadows movie. All takes place in the same universe. So a new show from the What We Do in the Shadows folks, which uh, should be pretty good. It's basically them investigating paranormal stuff. Should be fun. Can I say one thing about that show? Yeah. I immediately would watch it strictly based off the fact that Beef Wellington is great. Is the best. So good. Possibly the peak and beef experience. We're talking you, so you, much you, food tonight. You say Wellington? Yeah. Sounds good to me. It's like bacon. Oh, it's good. Okay, great. Well, it's a beef well- chicken Wellington. Mm. I don't even know if that's a thing. Maybe it should be. Maybe it shouldn't be. Okay. Who knows? Cool. So, yeah, Wellington Paranormal, you can find it on the CW uh, next month in July. Once That's we, uh, once we hit channel. July. Yep, absolutely. Sure is. It has lots of uh, teenage friendly TV series like the. Uh, so, you guys watch a show on CW? No. God, no. You're going to watch a show from CW? Isn't no, it's going to be on, on HBO CW? Max as well. It's going to be on HBO Max. Isn't the PJs on that show, channel too? What? PJs? The PJs? What are you talking about? No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Never mind. Let's you guys are on. way too white to know that. So, job. Andrew, uh, you had an idea to come up with a uh, Jaws theme for Bruce when we were coming I into this I already did that in the midway through the advertisement. No, no, I, I know. And I was going to say you did it before I was rudely oh, interrupted. By um, wow. So, here's an interesting piece of news as we as we come up on the uh, one-year anniversary of our Jaws episode, which we had a lot of fun doing. That's I why I did it. love that fucking movie. It's one of my favorites, and I'm happy we covered it in our first year. But uh, there was a report that came out on Bloody Disgusting today that Steven Spielberg is reportedly determined, actively determined, from preventing a Jaws reboot to happen. Because apparently it's almost happened several times. Wow. Uh, I love this. It's fantastic. And honestly... You know, Spielberg is notoriously protective of his movies. Yeah. And there being, you know, stupid sequels. Uh, more directors and more people should be like this because not everything needs a sequel, especially Jaws. Not everything needs a sequel. Can I give you an example of a sequel to, sh- to Jaws that's okay. already been made? The Shallows? Already out there? Deep Blue Sea? Anaconda. Anaconda's a good movie. Underrated. Underrated. John Voight. John Voight. Mm-hmm. Essentially, yep. Jaws. John Voight, did you? John Voight is Quint. They're the same guy, essentially. No? Uh, yeah, they are. They're actually very similar in that movie. I'm sorry. I was Who's distracted. Richard Dreyfus? Uh, Ice Cube? Ice Cube, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. And uh, Robert Schneider is J-Lo. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Roy, Roy Scheider. Roy, Sh- Roy yeah. Scheider. Yeah. Robert Schneider. Same difference. Yeah. But yeah, that movie is essentially... This is that would be a remake to Jaws, so that's what you get. Yeah, kind of the same idea, but you know, as I was mentioning, I think this is awesome of Spielberg because not everything needs a sequel, not everything needs a reboot, and Jaws is a sacred movie in my mind. There should not be another Jaws movie. They did a few sequels; they all sucked. They tried to do it again, didn't work. Uh, look what happened with Jurassic Park sequels. They're of varying quality. Some of them are good, some of them aren't, but. You know, Spielberg directed some of them, some of them he didn't. But, you know, I think it's great when somebody says, okay, you know what, it's a classic movie, we don't need a sequel to it. And one example, I think of, like, another example of Spielberg being so protective over his movies. So, you notice, have you ever noticed, yeah, you ever noticed, that uh, at Universal Studios, think about the last time we went there, okay? Mm-hmm. The only ride that is still there now from the day the park opened 
is the E.T. ride. Oh, okay. Which was a Spielberg-directed I've movie. I've been on that ride. Yeah. I have, too. We went on it together. Yep. Um, I've been on it before. The too. Jaws ride's closed now. Yeah. But, like, yep. you know, Spielberg was a creative consultant when they opened Universal Studios Florida. So he had input on everything, which is why two of his movies are were rides there, Jaws right. and E.T. Yeah. Um, uh, reportedly, he has been so against like he, he pretty much has told universal if you close the et ride i will never make another movie for you again that type of thing because he holds et so dear to his heart so sure. i think it's respectable i think there's no way that jaw should ever be rebooted so i'm with him but basically here was the, the quote from the story okay so deadline had the story and they note that this week uh, a report about spielberg's dealings with netflix so netflix was apparently trying to reboot jaws quote one area Spielberg will not revisit is Jaws. Deadline heard recently that Universal broached the subject to reboot Spielberg's breakout classic with Spielberg producing, and the answer was a resounding no. Some at Universal and Amblin said this was already known and not a recent conversation, which to I to Steven Spielberg, I say, bravo, sir. Anyone else have any thoughts I on would, that? Anything? I agree with that 100%. Okay. Cool. Um, so you're saying that E.T. was E.T. his first movie? Uh, so E.T. was his, uh, I think it was his first big studio release. He did that movie Duel. That so that's why out. I was like, why? No, why no, no. E.T. No. Uh, e. was after Jaws. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, Jaws okay. was 78. E.T. was 81. I was just thinking, like, chronologically. I'm no, like, jo- Jaws, Jaws was Wait. his big breakthrough. And then uh, E.T. So actually, we talked about this in the Poltergeist episode. Yep. He uh, was working on E.T. and Poltergeist at the at same, same time. time. In yeah. the in 81. Okay. So, yeah. Because I was like, why E.T.? Like, why not the Jaws movie? Right. Like, why not a different, like, ride? You know. Yeah, I just all. think E.T. Yeah. has a special place in his well, heart. that's but, fine. yeah, I agree. Elliot. 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 Eva. Oh. I feel like it's the same thing. Oh, I know. Wally. Eva. I love, I love that. All right, you guys ready to talk about uh, A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place Part de Ready to rock and roll? Related? Yes. Yes, apparently. Uh, ready. They're uh, just sequels wondering. to each other. Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. I was going to talk about that. Ah, all right, so tonight's topic, in case you haven't seen the episode title, is A Quiet Place Part 2, which is uh, the latest in the line of 2021 horror movies that we've covered so far in our show. Uh, The last one we did was last week. It was The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, a.k.a. The Conjuring 3, which we gave our thoughts on. Go ahead and check it out if you haven't listened to it yet. But this is the second movie in 2021 that we have seen in movie theaters and i would say you know without going into too much detail uh this was not as optimal of a movie viewing experience as it was with uh spiral because there were more people in the theater and uh there were some assholes seated behind us who were uh loud and didn't shut up the entire movie which made it suck that's all I have to say about it was, that. It, was, it, it was definitely rough. wasn't a quiet place. It, it was, was not a quiet place. It was a, loud, it was a loud very place. loud place to watch Which, a quiet like, you movie. Know, like, uh, what I'll say is, if, if you're going to see a movie in theaters, don't be an asshole. 
like, shut your mouth when the movie's on. Shut the fuck up. Watch turn the movie. Don't off, be an asshole. You know, like, just shut the fuck yeah. up. You don't just even have respectful. to turn your phone off. Dick. Just don't make no, noise. I just Ugh. say, you know, be, be, you know, respectful of everyone around you. Yeah. Well, anyway, so this is uh, the second week in a row that we are covering a sequel to a movie without having actually covered the first movie on our show. Oh. So with that being said, let's talk a little bit about A Quiet Place, the original one. And uh, Catherine, I will start with you on this because I know this movie holds a special place in your heart. Absolutely. Why don't you go first? No, I liked the first Quiet Place a lot. Okay. Um, I it was one of those movies that we saw, and I was like at the edge of my seat the entire time, and it was like a it is total, very suspenseful. Total opposite yeah. to this experience of the Quiet Place too, since it was a loud experience. I felt like there was next to no noise in the first Quiet Place movie, mm-hmm. and it was like a packed theater, and there was no noise yeah. the entire time because it's such like everyone is going besides like the soundtrack yeah there was no noise through the entire thing and it was just so suspenseful it was just like oh my gosh okay yeah. what's gonna happen next where's this and like the boo scares were like mm. spot on like well and i feel like that was part of the gimmick Absolutely. for the first quiet place right is that it's a theater going experience like none other where well, everyone has to be quiet to yeah. be able to like pick up on everything and I saw it in theaters as well when I was in Dallas for work yeah. uh, for a month. I saw it in Dallas by myself, and it was one of the best movie-going experiences I've ever had because everyone did shut the fuck up, well, and it yeah. was so quiet in there. It was like I was watching the movie by myself. You could hear a pin drop, yes. Yep. So, I asked you this, Mike. Mm-hmm. Having seen it, the first one in that experience, and then having the scene, the second one in a loud, annoying experience in a movie theater, did mm-hmm. it still hold up without those intangibles? So, yes, because I think personally, um, so I I had seen A Quiet Place, like I mentioned, in Dallas. I was not with Kat at the time. I was in uh, Dallas on a work trip for a month, essentially. And uh, so I saw it there. And then the second time that I watched this movie, I feel like I didn't like it as much. I feel like part of the experience was seeing it in theaters when it was very on quiet. On the big screen. On the big screen. And, like, this... There have been other horror movies that have done it. But I feel like A Quiet Place is as good as any movie ever of utilizing sound. Absolutely. As a way yeah. to build yep. tension and scare you. That was the benefit of the first movie. Especially, like, you know, seeing it in theaters, it was quiet, it was good. This one, I feel like, is a little bit different, which I'm, I'll, I'll get into. Um, I like this movie a little bit better than the first one. Really? But yeah, this, the, the first movie lost its luster for me seeing it a second time because when you watch it on a TV... It's not the same as seeing it in theaters like right. for that experience. For me, personally. So See, I... A Quiet Place, the first one, is very good. I would not hold it in the same regard as a movie like Get Out or Us or some of the other newer classics that have come out, Sure, I would say. I think it's a very good, but it's a forgettable movie. I feel like it's very forgettable. You mean the first Quiet Place? The first one. Okay. This one is probably just as forgettable. Why Why do you consider it to be forgettable? It just doesn't have that... Because lots of um, people feel otherwise. So I don't know what it is, but it just lacks <laughs> that certain... Uh, to me, it just doesn't have that spark. Like, it doesn't... 
scream classic horror movie. It okay. screams awesome movie, but it screams awesome movie that I have probably forgot about like 12 times because there's so many awesome movies that I've seen that I forget about. And they're great, but still they the first one you're talking about, right? The first, the first one, the first. But one. this okay. one still, I mean, this movie was awesome, but right. it's still. Oh, we're still in the first. We're still in the first one. It's okay. Um, I think. I, I I do think this one is better than the first one, but I do think the first one, you know, given when it came out and the way it kind of took over pop culture for a little bit, because make no mistake, this was probably one of the most popular horror movies to have come out over the last five years. Absolutely. Especially yes. given this, given the sense that, you know, John Krasinski was in it and it was like a different type of horror movie with some comedic actors like John Krasinski, obviously, Masshole. Um, I just think it kind of took everyone by storm because it was a different type of movie. Yeah. Everything was quiet. And I know, Andrew, we'll talk about this, but there have been other movies that have ripped this off to uh, not as much quality. But when Quiet Place came out, I feel like it just kind of was a all over every single sense of like you know if like I think that was whatever year it came out, John 2018, Krasinski, twenty eighteen, right, twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen, something like that. Yes, like that was as much of a part of the pop culture, you know, aura of that year as any other horror movie has ever been before. Yeah. So I don't know, Andrew, you were saying something. Go ahead. No, I feel like most of that is probably because of John Krasinski. Like, I don't think this movie gets that same level of popularity without that. Like, don't get me wrong, it's a great movie, but no one really cares about any movie that much. Mm -hmm. And they cared about this movie way too much, and I think it was strictly because John Krasinski from The Office made this movie. I don't think it had anything to do with the optics of the movie, The anything. The movie's probably better than it's given credit for. But mm. you know what I thought? Go ahead. You I was going to say, I didn't even make that connection with him in The Office until you... Because I don't watch The Office. Well, The Office is awesome. Well, there's an well, office, there's yes, a, there's an office I, reference in this, which I'll get to. See, I didn't even... I didn't make that connection until you just said that. Because I just... I've liked him from this movie, honestly. Like, yeah, from the first one and he's known for The Office. I, I understand that, but I didn't make that connection until you just said that. I get that. So that's why I think it's so popular. Well, you also watched the uh, the John Clancy series that he was in, the Amazon Prime series, right? Where he's uh, what Jack Reacher, something like that. Oh my God! Um, yeah, he's in yes. that. Yes, he. Uh, uh, Dear John. No, is it Dear no, John? No, no, not Dear no. John. Um, what's he's he a secret in? agent. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The ones with Harrison Ford, Patriot Games. Those. No. Ones, yeah, that guy. Those are uh, all Jack Reacher movies. Yeah, oh, it's the ones with Harrison Ford are so yeah. much better. So it's a Jack Reacher series. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's in and those. Tom Cruise played Jack Reacher in a movie. Yeah. I think it was called Reacher. No, it wasn't uh, no, no. Oh, I remember Tom you Cruise were watching it, Reacher. and it was John Krasinski and the guy from The yeah, Wire. I know it was Bunk. on Amazon. Ah, yeah, yeah. It was on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, on Amazon. It? I don't know what it is. I want to know what you're talking about. Yeah, look it up. How do you look it up. Not know what you know, we're talking what, what, about. So just to close the loop here on the original Quiet Place before we get into Quiet Place Part Two because we're getting off the rails. I think the best part about that movie, in addition to seeing it in the theaters, it was very tense. It was a very cool, but I mean not. It was innovative at the time, but now, after the fact, it's not as innovative because a lot of movies have ripped it off post this movie. So, Andrew, we talked about Bird Box, The Silence, the one with Stanley Tucci about the bats and all that shit. So Very similar. It, it's, been, it's been done to death at this point, even though Quiet Place was pretty much the first one to make nah, this. No, this like is a, pretty much a fucking Stranger Things. 
Well, we'll talk about that. Kids ruling the day, Demi yeah. organs. Yeah, so, all right, so. There's an let, All right, so we, we've talked yeah, about a, a quiet place. Let, let's talk about a quiet place part two, which is why we're here tonight, and I feel like, uh, you know, 28 minutes in, we should probably start talking about a quiet place part two. So, um, thoughts on this movie versus the first one? Um, Andrew, I'll, I'll start with you on this one. What did you think of this movie, given your thoughts on the first one? What did you think? Did you like it? Did you hate it? What do you think? I thought this movie was awesome. I loved the first opening, like, five minutes of this movie. I thought it was one of the best introductions into a horror, sci-fi, suspense movie. Yep. I thought they killed it. I also thought that the monsters looked like the Demogorgons from Stranger Things with their flaring heads out. Kat actually had that written down. Someone's going to ask her. Um, part of the, yeah. I also thought that they, the fact that they had the kids rule the day, which is great. The children always solving the world's problems needs to end. Why not just let... Well, think about, though, think about when you were growing up who in was the it? 80s. Kieran, uh, who's, the, who's the main actor in this movie? Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. What I would have liked to have seen, I thought it would have been better, is we're in spoilers because I said so. If you okay. haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, at this right. point, if we're Fair. talking about Quiet Place 2, if you haven't seen it yet, how am I supposed to interested? Listen, we're, we're doing this podcast uh, three mo- three weeks after this movie came out. So, yeah, we're talking spoilers yeah. now. Turn away. Spoilers. Yeah. Go when, see the movie. They, come back. Listen to us. When Go they ahead, were on Andrew. the dock yep. and he got choked by the weird yes. yep. pirate. Yeah. I'm going to call him a pirate. More on them later. Very, probably yeah. pirates. More on um, them later. I kind of wish that the little deaf girl had gotten killed, drowned in that Wait, what is because Jesus. I feel like that would have been a better movie. Like, can we just see a movie where the kid doesn't oh win God, the world? Andrew. Because guess what? Well, kids don't do shit. So let alone I, I just, save everybody. I just, I just so remembered my, my my final point from a quiet place, uh, the original one. One of the things I think that kind of made that movie the most effective when I saw it the first time around was the initial shock of the youngest child dying within the first 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. That kind of, like, put you on a trajectory where you know, like, okay, that kid died, like, anything goes here. Granted, it's a PG-13 rated horror movie, so you know it's not really going to go too far, but that was still shocking. I feel like about as shocking as a moment, as shocking of a moment as I've seen in a movie in the last couple of years, I would say. Absolutely, yeah. Kat, your thoughts on A Quiet Place Part 2? I really liked it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the first one a lot, and I was excited to see the second one. And I liked how they, in the beginning scene, they kind of went back to before it all started. That was a really nice touch to it, where you could be like, okay, so they're saying, oh, you know, this place has, like, comets and stuff. But did they ever explain, like, what the comets were? Like, nope. They did not. Is that just, is that those eight, like, those monsters arriving? They, they, they like, give you a, a little bit, which, um, we're going to talk more about that scene. That's not even my, one of that my hit scene. Hit picks, but I mean, I'm just No, no, we're going to talk more about that scene because I have a lot to say about that okay. that I'm going to save. Um, Fair. But yeah, they, they give you a good amount of backstory in this. And I like a, that because then you actually see, enough, like. You because s- you don't want everything explained in the second one. You want to be left with, like, wondering a little bit more. Right. Which I feel like this movie left you wondering what's going to happen next. Kind of. Which we talk about sequels all the time. We'll talk about that as well. Go ahead. But um, I liked that you actually, like, saw, you know, um, the mom, like, talk to her son while she's pushing him in the swing. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. You're like, she's actually like, no- she's looking normal. Like, mm-hmm. everything looks so normal. And like, yeah. it's so funny because it took me so long to figure out who Killian Murphy's character was. Yeah. Like, when she's like, show me your face, show me your face when they're in that, yeah. like, little, um, what do you what do you even call that? I want to say it's like a bank because it has a little. It's like oh, a, like uh, a, so they were they were like underneath a, like a steel factory. Yeah, that's why I yes. had that. Yeah. It was a little area, whatever they sealed themselves into. I noticed him the second they went to the little league game, and he was sitting behind John Krasinski. They focused on his face. I knew who he was immediately. I didn't. Plus, under- I knew yeah. he was in the movie, and plus he's, he's a massive actor. He's he honestly he's one of my favorite actors. He's awesome. Yeah, he's great. And he was great in this movie. Best role, Scarecrow. Yep. Go no, ahead. but I was just gonna say I I didn't recognize him like, and even when he put his face down, like I was just like, who is this guy again? And I was like, oh, is I this knew his right brother? Away. No. Like, see, I I was well, kind of putting when back they, they led you into that. Kind yeah, of. I know, but yeah. I mean at the and same time, you didn't sense, pick like, up on that. I don't know. I didn't. I it was it was hard for me to understand that connection. <laughs> so just so you know, for some reason that, that so might he be is me. the Killian Murphy. Main character in 28 Days Later, plays the Scarecrow in Batman Begins, and also the Dark Knight, and also the Dark Knight Rises. He's in pretty much in every Christopher Nolan movie. He's in Inception, he's in, uh, uh, what's the, uh, Dunkirk, he's in, uh, what's, what else, what are there? He's not in Interstellar. Okay. Which I, I still haven't seen. seen. I know you're seen. still going to rip me a new asshole Dude, for that. Dude, fucking right. watch. You Let's stay on track movie. here. So, um, my thoughts on A Quiet Place Part 2. Yes. Okay. Mike, what's your thoughts on A Quiet Place Part 2? You guys Place gave your thoughts. I'm going to give mine. So, I actually think I like this one better than the original, which I mentioned before for a couple of different reasons. We were talking about the experience of the first movie where everything is quiet. That, I feel like, is good for one movie. And after that, it gets a little old time to mix it up a little bit okay you, you got to do a little bit of different stuff and i feel like they did that in this movie um i feel like it's a sequel that kind of plays the hits of the quiet stuff from the first movie also improves on the original because they enter some because they enter some new territory uh they also have some interesting backstory in there which we'll talk about the prologue and it shows how the apocalypse the quote-unquote apocalypse happened I'm so over and sick of apocalypse stories I could throw up, but I feel like this was actually like a different kind of prologue, interesting story. It's not a zombie apocalypse. It's not that bullshit. It was good. I liked it. I was I was a fan. Also, I think it's safe to say personally, like, you know, from the behind-the-camera, behind-the-scenes viewpoint that uh, fellow mass hole John Krasinski has a keen eye behind the camera and uh, some serious directing chops because I feel like the way this movie was directed shot, the sound everything was great uh, can we just talk about for one second mm-hmm. how this reminds me of a good original M. Night Shyamalan movie yeah like with an awesome like this it's like Signs that was a Signs is such an underrated movie that was a preview before the movie yeah, it was an M. Night Shyamalan movie old yeah look over the top. I, I don't know how I feel. I think that movie looks stupid. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna, gonna say that either. But Sixth Sense, Signs, Unbreakable, those movies, The Village. I liked The Village. I thought that was a good movie. I feel like those is okay. I feel like, but no, I mean, I feel Lady like in the Water and The Happening are two of the worst the movies I've ever seen awful, in my life. But his 
first movies, like he he's come out with like six. Six Sense and Signs are Signs is one of the up. best movies, and the way that Signs plays upon that twist ending with just slight communication dialogue is so awesome. And I feel like this movie reminds me of almost like an M Night Shyamalan movie, not in the ending, but just yep. in the way that it builds up to that tension. And it's very subtle, and it just slowly. Yeah. You slowly realize the story and it's they do a great way of accentuating every important circumstance in that movie. Right. Which yeah. is what I think makes this movie so good is that it's so subtle but it's just very well done. It's yeah. an awesome He did a good movie. job. The first ten minutes of the movie kill. We'll talk about that more. Yeah. Let's save our thoughts on that because I feel like we're gonna get to that at some point. Okay. Um, speaking of which, speaking of mass holes and John Trzinski. Anyone else notice in the uh, prologue uh, listening to Red Sox games on the uh, on WEI? Oh, I didn't know. Joe Castiglione and Dave O'Brien or whoever the other uh, radio person is. Andrew, you, cool. you didn't pick up on that? Oh, in the beginning. They of the listened movie? to the yeah. Red Sox game. It's in definitely the Joe yeah. Castiglione. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Castiglione and whoever else does the Red Sox games now. Couldn't even tell you. Don't listen to the Red Sox and EEI anymore because EEI sucks. But uh, I thought that was kind of cool. So, like, where do you think this movie takes place? I was thinking Connecticut, and Krasinski probably just inserted the Red Sox stuff because he's a fan. Is it Connecticut? Connecticut, well, I feel like, are, have a lot of New York. Well, fans, they're crossing so. over a border into New York, so I thought it either took place in Western Mass or Connecticut on the New York border. That's what I, I mean, picked up. I mean, to go through Connecticut. Andrew, did you pick up anything on that? They were definitely from Connecticut, most of them. New okay. Jersey, New York. Because how long did she say... Well, actually, because... When they had a little map and it said how many days did you walk, and she, I thought she said two. And they were on the Appalachian Mountain Trail, so right. it's definitely right off that. So, so it's probably and, and Connecticut. The, the thing to notice, too, I, I would say Connecticut because... Is it Block Island? So Kill, Killian Murphy's character, Emmett, was listening to the Red Sox game. Yes. And they were all at a Little League game together, so they must all be from a town in Connecticut that supports the Red Sox. I wonder how far they had to walk. Pro- it was probably like uh, that was one thing that I had for a. Do you get like a War of the Worlds kind of very much feel so? Off this yeah, movie. that's yeah. a co- comparable movie, the Spielberg War of the Worlds. Yes, right? with yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But um, yeah, I, I guess to, to kind of close the loop here with this movie, effective scares, no surprise, some excellent use of sound or lack thereof, I would say, to kind of build tension and scare you. So, uh, question for you, Kat, because you had it written down the outline, which you helped me with tonight. Yes. So thank you very much You're for that. You're very welcome. So you did have on here, uh, you thought the monsters and the situation were similar to a couple of things that we have watched. Yes. You know what those are, and do you care to comment on that? Because I agree with you on... Uh, one of the two things. Well, Andrew, I would give credit to Andrew saying that he thought the monsters looked like the Demogorgon. 100%. So that's, Andrew Andrew said that. They that are the Demogorgon. Yes. yes. I, I mean, really, they are. Their they faces open up. Yeah, they're just bigger than the Demogorgon. Yeah. And just stupid. I'd say it's not even relatable to the monsters, but I also walked, I also wrote down in the outline that I felt like there were similarities to this as there were in, like, The Walking Dead. Because it's, like, people that are trying to survive... And there's things out there that they're not really sure when. I mean, they know what they are, but like it's it has. That so you're, you're saying suspense. you're saying like, how do you feel about this movie's portrayal of it's what the of like apocalypse the would work for? Exactly. Like, right? Okay. Yeah. I think they actually did a good job of portraying 
you know, the circumstances. Oh, dude, because the, 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 the especially thing where Killian Murphy is locking himself in that, like, boiler or mm. whatever it is. Seal, sealed thing. I, I was even going to say, I thought the scene that uh, when um, Regan, the deaf Regan, girl. Thank you. I was like, oh so my gosh. So when she's again. walking through that train and she comes upon the part oh, that's ripped yeah. open and she looks at the other train that and was completely ripped to shreds. Demolished. That's a very cool shot and a very cool scene where you're like, okay, this is a different type of apocalypse here. Uh, these monsters just come and rip everything apart because right. these people were all obviously on trains and they all died. Which I think it's also, what? like, one thing I don't understand yet is, like, so so the monsters clearly don't eat people. They just no, kill them? they just... What do they like eat? They don't eat them. Right, what do they eat? They just kill everything. Maybe they eat them eventually, but they just are, like... But all those Ravaging people like, on the train in that scene, they all all were like decayed of and like yeah, intact. they never were right. eaten. They yes. weren't ripped apart. They, that's, they weren't that's eaten. Right. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do they eat? Grains. We don't really know. Maybe Apples? that'll be explored in the next movie. Right. Which I guess we're gonna a get a quiet place saying. to eat. Quiet place oh part three. <laughs> all right, folks. So uh, now it's time to ask you all. I know I have my personal rankings here. I would ask you, amongst your 2021 horror movies that you've seen, which, to refresh, some of them are the ones that... Here are the ones that I've seen. Andrew, you determine the ones that you've seen, okay? So, this movie, Spiral from the Book of Saw, Wrong Turn, which I've seen, Mortal Kombat, Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, Godzilla vs. Kong, and Willy's Wonderland, which I know I saw by myself. Where does this movie... I know you... Last week, you said that The Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It was the best horror movie you had seen so of far this year. year. Where do you rank this movie amongst this everything you've comes, seen? So, Conjuring, Spiral, A Quiet Place. Wow. What? Okay. Where, where do you put this? So, I have my ratings right here. I will okay. read them. Catherine, why don't you go first? Um, I'm going to say <coughs> Spirals first, because I'm kind of saw-biased. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'd probably say Quiet Place 2, Wrong Turn, Conjuring, Mortal Kombat, and are we doing Godzilla vs. Yeah, Kong? Yeah, we're counting that. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's my ranking. So I have seen uh, six movies this year. Uh, that, so I use Letterboxd, which is a social media platform where you can give movie reviews. And we're on there as uh, America's Hometown Horror. If you search for us, you'll find us. Here's how I've ranked the one, two, three, four, five, six movies that I've seen this year that are horror or horror adjacent, okay? I have A Quiet Place Part 2 as four out of five stars. <laughs> You're giving us stars? Mm-hmm. I give them reviews. <laughs> Why don't you just followed by like everyone else? Followed by Spiral from the Book of Saw, three and a half stars. Followed then by Wrong Turn with three and a half stars. Followed by Godzilla vs. Kong, three stars. Followed by Zack Snyder's Justice League, three stars. And then coming in at last, uh, excuse me, Conjuring Devil made me do it. Two and a half stars, and then Willie's Wonderland. Two stars. Okay, can I can I pause this for a minute? So this is the hometown horror account, but this is On only your. Letterboxd. But this is only your opinion. What about our opinion? Well, I'm the one that made all the social media. I mean, you don't post on. that's on you. Oh. That's, not, that's not on me. Post your opinion. Yeah. You give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. 
So I would consider it that way. I would say this movie, I think this is the best uh, bar movie of 2021 so far, followed by Spiral. You have our joint And then everything opinion. else that I said. I don't like that. Okay, well then create your own and say... No, it's the hometown America's horror. It should be all three of us. Well, I can't do an average review you of all should. three of us. It's well, just you my could. opinion. You could, you could easily average it out. Oh easily. All right. I agree. <laughs> I think this should be a democratic Fine. effort. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, before we uh, roll into our categories here, you guys, want to talk about some uh, quick facts about uh, Quiet Place Part 2? Sure. Oh, let's, down let's for the face. Shout out to uh, Kat for uh, coming up with uh, a good number of these. Thank you very much. So, you know, obviously, A Quiet Place Part 2 is a sequel to A Quiet Place that came out in 2018, because I know we were wondering about what year this came out in, Andrew. So 2018, three years ago. Wow. I feel like it's a pretty good turnaround for a sequel. Three years. Okay. Perfect time. Hmm. Which we'll talk about how uh, the this sequel came to be. But it was uh, written, produced, and directed by, again, fellow mass hole, John Krasinski. Shout out to John Krasinski. I don't appreciate the whole mass hole thing. Like, why do you say mass hole? What do you want me to call him? Son saying. of Boston? Son of Massachusetts? He's not a mass hole. We're all massholes. I feel We're like all massholes together. He would, he would be he would be happy to be called a, a masshole. If all right, I, uh, all right, if all right, I guess. all right. But uh, so Krasinski recently was on a podcast called On the Big Picture Podcast. He said on this podcast that he originally did not want uh, to be involved in this sequel, but the producer convinced him to come over and pitch his ideas to the studio. So at that point, uh, after three weeks. They uh, they asked Krasinski not only to write the story, but to direct the story. So he basically finally was like, okay, let's do this. And he uh, jokingly suggested at one point that uh, people played Jedi mind tricks on him to get him to write and direct this sequel. Which, wow. you know, hey, Krasinski's really? a cool guy. I, I like didn't him a lot. see yeah. him. I think he does a really read, good job. I read something different. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think uh, I think he's a, a great actor, great director, and uh, I think he uh, might have a bright future directing if that's what he chooses to do because this movie, uh, I think, succeeded in the areas where a uh, good director Succeeds. Oh, absolutely. It was a very success- successful film. So, uh, Kat, you put in here that, uh, obviously, you know, you get Krasinski in some scenes. Spoiler alert, by the way. Um, you saw it in the trailers. You know it. But if you haven't seen A Quiet Place Part 2 yet, we are going to go into spoiler territory. So if you haven't watched it, go watch the movie. Or if you don't care, keep listening. I don't give a shit, personally, but spoiler alert. And so, potentially uh, for A Quiet Place 1... Well, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what for I'm, both, that's both what I'm quiet saying. places. Spoilers for both. Yeah. 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 Spoilers for a quiet place and a quieter place. <laughs> that's what I'm calling it. Super quiet place. So, uh, Emily Blunt, Millicent Simmons, and Noah Juppé reprise their roles from the first film. They basically play, you know, John Krasinski's family. Okay. And they add Killian Murphy and... Andrew, do you happen to know the pronunciation of this guy's name? I don't want to fuck it up because he's a great actor. Gladiator, this movie. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix? Digimon. Just kidding. Hansu? Digimon Hansu? I don't know the name of that person. I don't know either. Uh, that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, they both join the cast. Killian Murphy plays Emmett, who is a friend of Lee, uh, who, who's played by John Krasinski in the first movie, who is now a hardened, reclusive survivor whose wife and children were killed by the aliens. So, yeah. Great character by Killian Murphy. More on him later, which I'm sure we'll talk about. 
Again, spoiler, 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 spoiler alert. If you haven't seen A Quiet Place or you haven't, uh, you know, at this point seen A Quiet Place Part 2, turn out. Tune out. John Krasinski, obviously, in addition to writing and directing this film, returns uh, from the first film in a flashback sequence set before the film, which was the best part of the movie, no question about it. Production for this movie took place in western New York from June to September of 2019, and it was produced on a budget of $61 million, which was over three times the amount of the original movie, which was $17 million. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Goes to show how much money A Quiet Place 1 made for So you're kind of like, I think we kind of need to make a sequel Uh, to this. Um, Let's give you a huge budget. Go ahead, do do your quiet thing again. Make money for us. Absolutely. Which is fucking insane. Well, and the amount of money they've already made on top of like... I mean, streaming, like, it, it's not even out on streaming right now because I remember asking you, I was like, are we actually going to the movies? Or yeah. Are we yeah. streaming it just at home? And he's like, oh, no. I feel like I just only. refuse to get Paramount Plus, which is this what this is going to. It will go yeah. to there? Yeah, I know. I, I saw that. But um, I kind of wish I could see it at home. And you know what? Eventually, it will be on HBO. Yeah. And yeah. I'd like to Probably. see it again at home, I feel like, just yeah. to... Yeah. Just to have a different experience than the experience we had. Well, I think, again, this would be a better watching experience at home... I think so. ...than A Quiet Place would be, because uh, this movie is uh, a little bit different than the first movie in the sense that it's not just all quiet stuff and then loud stuff, right? No, it's, it's a little bit different. The beginning of this movie kills it. Like, yeah. it immediately gets yep. you drawn in. It's like fast furious and it's like war of the worlds like it's the missiles coming down and yes it's the, it was it it's was very awesome war of the worlds it's I, so awesome let's talk about that let's pause that put a pin in that talk about it further so obviously this is one of those movies that we talked about on the first year of our show that got delayed due to covid19 right bullshit we which watched is this trailer stupid for like an entire and year. uh it, it <laughs> certainly seems like this is one of the movies that people finally came back out to go see. Yeah, but nobody did. Like, that's what bothers me about it, is there's nobody at movie theaters right now. It was still nobody. Well, again, we, still we, saw this, we saw it on saw Monday night. In three weeks after it opened. Do you know how much money this movie has made oh, so Oh, did far? it kill it? Oh, my God. So, okay. I was like, you didn't to give that, you some right? statistics, this was the biggest... The biggest? <laughs> what is the that? Biggest, biggest, <laughs> biggest... <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> the biggest. Uh, no, no, we're trying to keep that. Yeah, that's it. That's to give it. you some figures, some figures, some figures. formulas. Oh my! <laughs> this was the biggest opening weekend of the COVID nineteen pandemic and has grossed two hundred and twenty two million dollars worldwide. In how many weeks? Making it the fifth highest grossing film of twenty twenty one so far. Wow came out at the end of May. It's now June what? What's today's date? June 22nd. 22nd. Yes, because tomorrow it's been out actually? a month. It's made $222 million. Oh, is this going to be released tomorrow? Like in the afternoon? Yes. Um, so everyone who's listening right now, on June 24th, it's going to be the strawberry supermoon, and it's going to be the last supermoon of the season. Mm-hmm. So go outside and watch that moon come up from the eastern sky. And it's going to be beautiful. It's the okay. last one of the year. Cool. 
That's not fun. Sorry. That's, That's my fine. PSA. No, I know I know you love that stuff. So yeah. I do. Hey, I love, I love watching this guy. If you're, if you're listening, you're listening in the first day that this episode's been out. If you see that, tweet at cat. Yeah. Get a cat yeah, on Instagram. I saw the super yeah, food. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. You uh wanna know a uh, couple horror movie references that John Krasinski threw out in this movie? Sure. Okay. So in the first scene we talked about the prologue, right? All kinds of crazy shit going on. John Krasinski running around town trying to save his daughters. All kinds of monsters running around. Crazy shit. The mist. According to Krasinski, in the town in the opening scene, there is a Brody's Pizza. And guess what movie that's a reference to? Brody's Pizza. You know it. Come on. We just Uh, talked about the movie earlier on this one. E.T.? Nope. No. Same director. Brody's. Different movie. Um, Same director. Wait, 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 wait. Jaws? Yep. Chief oh, Brody. I win, Brody's I Chief win, I win, Brody. Well, good for you. Yep. And then, uh, in addition to that, so in an early scene, the map shows the coastline uh, of whatever state they're in, which we're assuming is Connecticut. Uh, it's next to Stamford, Connecticut, which is obviously a reference to John Krasinski's character from The Office, whose name is Jim. Interesting. Muy interesante. All right, so Kat, I know uh, one of the things that struck us about this movie was the aspect that there's a big portion of this movie where it's portrayed from a person that is deaf. And I know you had some thoughts on this. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, her character name is Regan. 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 I think it's probably a shout out to the exorcist, so it's probably Regan. Actually, yeah, kind of. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of shout outs to different, like, things in here, mm-hmm. I feel like. It's kind of a nice... This whole movie's like a a, com- a great combination of like a bunch of different things. Yep. Um, but I... Yeah, I read an interview, um, which I think you'll talk about in the outline, but pretty mm-hmm. much she was asked a few different questions of like what her experience was being an actor and stuff, and she... You can go into detail about her different things, but mm-hmm. um, pretty much I remember her saying in the interview like would it be hard to play a deaf person when you're not actually deaf? And she's like, I can't even imagine someone playing a deaf person if they're not deaf. Yep. Like it's So I, I have her quote here, if you want. Um, <laughs> she said, <laughs> quote, me. I think it's not realistic, and it's not fair to the talent of, uh, of those who aren't chosen because of their disability. That right. doesn't make sense to me. And uh, she was also asked, did you help your castmates learn sign language? And she said, we had an ASL coach and a sign language interpreter who, if people had questions about deaf culture and the history of sign language or to make sure the sign articulation was correct, uh, was correct, excuse me, or if they wanted to learn more signs than just their lines, then they would teach that. And I really appreciated that. Noah is a fluent signer because we spent so much time together and she's referring to... Uh, Noah... It's her brother uh, on the movie. Yeah, her movie... Uh, Noah Juppé. Yes. That's the name of the actor yeah. that plays her yep. brother in the movie. Yeah. And it's very clear they both know they have a, like, And they have a connection. Yeah. Like, in the movie, you absolutely. feel like... You feel that connection between them. Oh, but absolutely. I think it's so cool to... I've never... I mean, I... Maybe at some point I've seen a movie with a deaf actor, but yeah. I think that this is just, like... It speaks volumes yeah. to... Like, you know, actors with disabilities so, and how they can become, like, the heroine of the entire movie. And it's just, it's nice. It's a, it's a great feeling. So, can I ask you something? Because I know you said that, uh, you know, you were talking about the connection between 
the brother and the sister in this movie. Yes. Okay? Um, I feel like that was one of the weakest aspects of this movie was that there was... In you didn't the first, feel like they had a connection this movie? In the first movie, they had so much of a connection. And in the second movie, I feel like their storylines were so far apart, which obviously it was written that way. It's not a fault of the actors. But I guess maybe but that's a way to roll I thought, from honestly, the first to the second one, that you already so know they have a connection. I was going to save this for nitpicks, but I feel like the best parts of the story were Emmett and Regan trying to find the solution to the, in the new world. And everything with Emily Blunt and the other two kids was terrible. I I was bored when they were all on screen. I was. I'm sorry. It's, I don't Emily know. What are your thoughts on that? In this movie, to cry the whole time. I don't know. I don't know, but she, if she's in there to cry the whole time, but I, I just personally Seems thought like that was the was. weakest part, which we can get into because we're about to get into categories. But before we do, just a reminder that tonight's episode of America's Hometown Horror is brought to you by Bruce, Andrew's favorite category. Uh, Andrew's favorite Andrew sponsor, like I should say. Jesus Christ, yeah, you need a brush. Uh, brush, in case you haven't heard, is an electronic toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth with powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles. The brush redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you leave the dentist a fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. If you're a listener of America's Hometown Horror, you can just go to our show notes and uh, <laughs> just enter the code POD15, P-O-D-1-5, that's P-O-D-1-5, to upgrade your oral care routine. And, uh, okay, great. Go get a brooch. Awesome. You know what it isn't like? A douche? It's not like when you spill a ice-cold seltzer on your belly well, while you're drinking it. I can't but speak I bet, that. I bet a brouche would help you out, though. I don't actually don't know anybody that has done that. But uh, anyway, we're into categories now, so let's talk about okay. A Quiet Place Part 2 in terms of our usual categories. How about that? Great. So let's first start out with uh, if we found this movie to be scary at all. And Catherine, I feel like you're the best person <clears throat> to talk about this with. Go first. Yes, definitely scary. Um, I was at the edge of my seat for half of the end, the second half of the movie, we'll say, after Mike, you know, spoke to a couple people that were being a little <laughs> bit loud in the theater. Um, so, I was absolutely, it's one of those, and it's, it, it was so funny, because I at least once or twice probably two, maybe two or three times, had, like, some big, like, boo scares where I was like, oh, my gosh! Like, yeah, you was, definitely jumped I a few totally times. jumped yeah, a few times in the did. theater. Yep. And that was, that kind of makes me be like, I mean, I'm not going to have nightmares about it necessarily, but it definitely, like, scared me. There were some good jump it. scares. There were yeah. some good jump scares. I don't even remember what they were, to be honest. I was just, like, you I was just scared. I, can, I, can, I just remember I can being tell you, scared. I can, tell you my, my, I can tell you my best jump scare. <laughs> it was when, uh, so, uh, Regan... Emmett and Digimon Heinsu, or whatever the actor's name is. I looked it up on IMDb. Um, he doesn't. His character does not have a name in this movie, which I think is kind of fucked up. Yeah, it was a little oh, odd that uh, like his character didn't have a name, but also that when they were driving in the convertible and uh, the monster ripped the top off the convertible. And Regan all of a sudden lifts like the flap up, and she's like looking at the back, and she sees nothing. And all of a sudden, the monster's like, "Yeah, ah! that was that was a big, oh, that, that got me big time." Out. I was like, "Holy shit, that had yeah, that, was, that was that was a that good was scare, a good one. very that good scare, good very good scare." So that was my uh, that was my that was my best scare. Also, the uh, the opening scene, the prologue, I guess, if you will, 
had a ton. But I feel like you were waiting for it in the prologue. Like you knew that. Like yeah, but I was waiting for that yeah, for like two, five yeah. years. Like but that's also, what I wanted to see like, when the movie came out the first time. Same, so they same killed thing. It in that same part. thing though, because it's regular life for a while, ten minutes, and then isn't all, that, of, though, a sudden, though, Michael, all though, of a sudden, isn't that like the perfect like Stephen King the Mist? Yes, opening absolutely, to a movie? absolutely. It's so good. And then all of a sudden. Shit starts to go sideways, and you're like, and it's "What perfect. is happening?" They pull it to, and then they all of a sudden, it's just like, so good. "Bang, bang, like, bang, bang!" That's one bang, of the best. Bang, that's so one good. of the best. That's like, like I was saying, like War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise isn't mm. really a good movie, but the part where that happens, like where they start invading, yeah, is so awesome. good, so good. And they do the same thing. People are getting like that happened in my shit. my dad lived in the same town. It was in Naugatuck, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. That's where it happened. Yeah, like that scene. In yep. War of the Worlds, they filmed it there. Yeah. Okay. So it's, but it's such a great opening scene. Like it okay. really. It's so, so I, I'm wondering, Andrew, and, and talk to me about this. If if my opinion of this movie is skewed because the opening scene was so good, and I feel like Killian Murphy was so good, I felt like this movie dragged in certain sections, like. Do you feel like it was good throughout, or was it okay for most of the part? I felt like this movie didn't drag for one reason. It was under two hours. Mm. So. It felt longer than that, to be honest it, with you. There Certainly were parts. So you know what? You know what? No, but I feel like. I feel like. It could have been our the, theater um, experience as well. Yeah. But there was plenty of, like, just dull dialogue, which I thought was good for this movie. Dare I say. I don't think they gave Killian Murphy's character Emmett enough, enough backstory time. or backstory. Yeah, could or, or or enough camera time. I agree. You didn't really. You just saw him as like the weirdo at like the game or whatever yeah. that maybe had a beer and was listening to the Red Sox. And, and then he was like made out to That's be some all, asshole. Yeah. Because he the only, the only other, exactly. the only other thing that I picked up on was when Krasinski was still alive and he saw Killian Murphy's character Emmett in the car and he said, "Did your brother hear anything on the the base?" So you know it's his brother. His That's brother is in know. the army or the military or some sort of thing. That's the only other thing that you picked up on, which right. you know there was no, you know. And then you kind of figure out that like yeah. his kids and his wife have all died. Well, and then like, you see you see his dead wife laying there because right. the kid discovers right. it, like that type but of thing. But that's also not really explained. Like you right. kind of. Figured out after the well, fact. I thought for sure the way that they shot it, and, and tell me if I'm wrong in thinking this here, but like I thought when they kind of juxtaposed <laughs> the scenes of him and Regan, Emmett and Regan, along with the family and all that stuff, like when the, uh, you know. The son was trying to save the baby from everything and all that stuff, and then she was trying to walk back from the pharmacy, but they kept trying to, like, when the son was in the safe space he was in. Right. It kept looking like he was going to, like, find something that was going to incriminate Killian Yeah, but he was never in a safe space. He 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 was dying from lack of oxygen. Well, I, no, I know that, but I'm saying, So like, he wasn't in the safe no, no, space. No, no, I just meant, like, the steel factory in general. When he was walking around. When he was wa- no, when he's not in the, like the vault thing. Not in the he's, vault. When he's like okay. poking around all the other rooms. It just looked like he was about to find something like Killian Murphy's character was like a child molester or a child murderer or something. Well, that would have been like, way too much. That movie doesn't I, have it, that. Depth. It looked like they were going there for a little bit. Would have been awesome been, if they did. It would have been cheap though. I feel like it wouldn't have worked. 
So well, anyway. that would have yeah for that movie no. All right, so we talked a little bit about uh, whether or not it was scary. So let's talk favorite scenes. I mean, I'll start here. Um, the opening scene was the best scene in the movie by far. We already kind of talked about it. It was an awesome, awesome, awesome scene. That was the one scene in the movie where I was kind of glued to the screen, and I could not take my eyes off it. It was fantastic. They did the film school geek thing where they did lots of like single tracking shots across, you know, following John Krasinski from his truck to Little League Field and blah, 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 and all that stuff. Very, very, very good. I was enthralled the entire time. Sorry to spray on your face there. <laughs> it's all right. My favorite scenes were the ones that involved the fucking children. Yeah. I was all set with them. Yeah, we'll go. Like, we'll we'll get into much. that in nitpicks because, with yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. But um, what was your favorite scene with the movie? Any scene that didn't involve those stupid kids. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I, th- I was being legit honest with Okay, that. fair enough. Catherine. The opening scenes were awesome. What's what about Kelly Murphy's character? Uh, Emmett. Okay, Emmett. Emmett. Sorry, I forgot. Um, so m- one of my favorite, like, most memorable scenes was when Emmett and... Um, begins with an R. Regan. 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 <laughs> Regan. Regan, Regan. Um, both get to the island, and when... He sees, like, everyone living there, like, in houses with a bonfire, hanging out. And his face just, like, drops. Mm-hmm. Because he had just told her, like, there's no one else out there. There's no one here. Like, and he's probably in his own depression and stuff. But, like, to see, in that scene, to see his face, like, just be like, oh, my God, there's people. And there's a safe place that I could have been living in. Yeah. That I didn't know about. Yep. The entire time, like that was like a scene that I was just like, "Oh my god!" His face was just like, he was like mortified because yeah. I'm sure that there were so many things going through his head. Like I'm, I'm like making this up in my own head. This reading way too into it, but like thinking I could have saved my, my wife and my kids and all this stuff if I had known that this song was gonna be the safe place <clears throat> to find that was on a map, whatever. Yeah. Like I mean, like he's like, yeah, I can't what believe what I didn't normal person this out. would think of that. Some people figured it out. I mean, that's why there's people there. One other thing I'll say about the uh, the opening scene, by the way, which was absolute chaos. Probably the cool one of the coolest parts for me is when Emily Blunt is driving the car. Uh, her oh, yeah. name's Evelyn in the movie, by the way, I think. Um, driving backwards at about 40 or 50 miles an hour. And the bus is driving straight, like, on her heels, yep. like... And you see the monster slowly, like you know, coming out of the bus. Yeah. That was so cool. What a that cool was in scene. the previews, though. Awesome. I know that, but it, it was also very cool to see in the movie theater. So, just saying. I like how I like how perfectly they did that opening scene, though. It was great. It, it was. was an, honestly, it was. It was. Like, it was. Bar the world's best scene in the like, movie. Yeah. Awesome beginning scene to start a movie. Yeah, so builds I, that tension, now, builds that uncomfortable yeah, feeling. Yeah, that the 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 Tom Cruise War of the Worlds movie is severely underrated. It's Spiel- very underrated. It's a Spielberg fucking awesome movie. Spielberg movie. It's very good, very scary. I thought. Yeah. Very, very uh, tension very building. Much an analogy for nine eleven. Did we Clean do up. best death? Uh, not yet. No. All right. Let's talk about best deaths. Catherine, go ahead. I really liked. Um, the death that I wasn't expecting was the guy who got dragged underneath the garage door when they were, like, at that radio 
station. The guy said he, that, he needed to go protect happen. his family, and he got dragged out. That guy was definitely going to yeah. die. Yes. Well, and also, the, the one thing that annoyed me about that, though, was like, when you're in there, why didn't you shut the fucking door? Because he had like, to go save his family. He, but either way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he has to go save his family. When behind you, you shut the door. No, because he so knew he was have, leaving. That was like, the whole but point that's of fine that. fine that he's leaving, but he needs to shut the door. No, because... He's leaving, though. He doesn't care. <sighs> Do you, okay, would you care fine. if I you guess, were going I to mean, leave? I would, because... But you're not saving anybody. If if you were going to leave, you could at least wait, like, five minutes. Like, give it a little buffer, you know? Like, that's what... I mean, I feel like if you give it a buffer of, like, five he, would, minutes Would he be so thinking about a buffer? Like, yeah, see if, like... If I may, children... Uh, the best death in this movie, by far, is when Killian Murphy decides that he's going to be a badass and not sit by and be passive. And uh, he throws the rope around the guy's neck, drags him into the water with all the noisy stuff, and uh, or he stabs him in the leg first, mm. causes the guy to scream, causing the monster to come destroy the guy. And he jumps in the water and gets himself off. And he saves Regan uh, the entire time. Awesome, but you that know, was the best. You that was it. the best death. Death in the in. The, you kind of ruined the movie. movie, though. Why? Why don't they eat anybody? They just kill them all. Yeah, that's. I don't understand. That's, that's a huge. A well, that's a big answer, wonder. Yeah, we don't have an answer to that. Yep. And I feel like that should be the main answer, like the main question. The the hugest question. Right. Fair. Why don't they kill anybody? One thing I will present to you guys, because I, I think this could work. It will never happen. I think a haunted attraction based on a quiet place yeah. could happen. Oh, absolutely. I was never going the same to say thing. Never going to. You make but it where if everyone's quiet, nothing happens. But if someone makes happen. a noise, then you scare the shit out of them. It would be so amazing. He, here's Actually, what I had like, written yeah, down for myself, like okay? Like that would be so great. So if you have rooms with the big monsters, you could do puppets, that type of stuff. And then you transition into a room where there's like soundproof walls, some shit like that. There's no sound and all of a sudden there's sound. Bang. That would work. And that would be an effective haunted house in the vein of this of these movies but it's never going to happen they would never do that you'd have to do i feel like you'd have to do separate long rooms it would have to be a very long haunted house to be able to separate one group from another because that's part of the thing that kind of ruins it for you when you're going through a haunted house is like or haunted attraction is the people in front of well, you who get the Therein lies you the do. problem. Right. Whereas if you're if all you're, being if you're quiet, running a haunted house at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, you're running ten, fifteen thousand exactly. people through your haunt every and night. So that never happened. They'd need to rent like it never happened. a football field Not this time. and have like two people go in at a time and it would have to cost them like two hundred dollars a head to go in this haunted house, which Frankly, I would pay. And you know what? Now that I'm caught up with this idea, I might patent it. So Let's do it. I was like, <laughs> before you maybe patent the idea, maybe raise the money to do some. Let's wrap crazy. this up. Sorry, I'm sorry. MVP, okay. Catherine, go. Um, I'm gonna say wild card. The baby is the MVP because it lives throughout. Wow, what a terrible. It lives answer. throughout. Oh it lives God. throughout what so a many things. Answer. 
so many things. By the grace of God and Pretty parents. much. Yeah. I mean. Anyways, next, uh, so Killian Murphy. Let her finish. I was going to say, finish. the baby's the MVP because, I mean, it's it survives through being shut in pretty much like a coffin the entire time. And it's this little innocent baby that, like, is just hanging out there that has can't no survival skills, can't do anything at all, like, but yet. He's hanging in there. So the but so there and like the baby's of, the MVP. Even lack though of oxygen. Yeah. It's the okay. dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, it it's is Killian not. Murphy's, Murphy's character. I'm with you, Andrew. Emmett, do you want to uh, give any sort of explanation as to why, or do you want me to do so? Because he's not some stupid fucking kid. Guys, final thoughts on a Quiet Place Part Two before we put a bow on this a bitch. I just can only picture what's his face from screen being like. You're not dealing with a sequel. You're dealing with a trilogy. Hey, that's Jamie Kennedy. Is it Jamie Kennedy? Jamie says Ken- that. Yes. And he says it in the tape that he records before he dies. Mm-hmm. I love. I can recite that entire movie by heart. It's so funny. But yeah. yes, I that's know you're what a big like. fan. Of I know. Movies. I'm sorry. Yep. Go ahead. It's okay, Andrew. Final thoughts. That's my final thought. Good movie. <laughs> do you need a third one? No. Mm. No, it's I think you do. Perfect enough. Uh, this movie did a great job of closing it out. I don't mm. think it's closed, though. I think it should be closed. If it's not, I think it was a way to close it. It's a good way to close it. Anymore, and it's overkill. It could I, I be. think this, if, this, if this was an end story, I think it would be a good way to end it. Yeah, I don't think it needs a sequel. No, nobody needs more. We don't need more. It's not a sequel. That's a treat. Well, hey, guys, here's, here's, here's what I'll say. All impressed. <clears throat> this has been a long episode of America's Hometown Horror. So if you're still listening... Good You're a champ. You. <laughs> My name you is are Mike. probably Thank deaf. you very much for listening to our show. I have been joined by my esteemed co-hosts, Catherine and Andrew. Thank you to them both. Say goodbye to your listeners, folks. Good Adios. night. Adios. Good evening. Thanks for shut listening. Shut up, Otis. Shut up. Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror, and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show, because of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus and Old Colony Cast, head on over and give them a listen.